Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to The Trap. I'm your host, Bill Botch. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Metropolitan Division in the upcoming 2022-2023 season. I'm going to give you my predictions as to where the standings are going to fall and which teams are going to make the playoffs and who's going to be looking in from the, from the outside. So we could start at the bottom. The, I did it by months. So there's teams that get off to they get off to, that have really favorable months, and there's teams that have really difficult months. And I think the Devils get off to a really hot start, which I've talked about uh, previously. Also, the Rangers I think have a huge November. The Carolina Hurricanes November, December. I mean, pretty much January. I I think the Hurricanes are going to be one of the best teams in the league. And I kind of see them running away with uh, first place in the Metro. With that said, what we'll do is we can start at the the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers have a lot going on. Um, they're riddled with horrible contracts. They don't perform. They just got John Tortorella. They brought in Tony D'Angelo, who is uh, uh, could be a, a distraction and obviously has a, a past of being a, a controversial figure in the locker room. And I think um, between him and John Tortorella, it should make for some uh, some good storylines throughout the year. Now, there are a couple players on the on the Flyers that I, I am fond of. Uh, Sean Couturier, when he's healthy, is one of the best two-way forwards in the league. Um, I, I like uh, Ivan Provorov. While some people might not think that he's lived up to the hype, I still think that he's a steady defenseman. But the Flyers have cap space problems. Um, you could tell the, the vibe from the fan base already is not positive, and I'm not expecting much from them. So what I did was I totaled up all the points from what I think is going to happen this season by team in the Metro, and then I put... Uh, I looked up Vegas uh, team totals, amount of points for the end of the year, and I compared the two of them, and it'll give you an idea as to how far I was off. And now I I put my points together before I knew what the Vegas uh, totals were. So um, I have Vegas at uh, Philly. I got them with a total of 62 points this year. There are months where it looks pretty brutal, Uh, you know, months where you're winning three games, I got. I, I think in November and December, I see Philly only winning three games in both of those months. So that's tough. Um, and there's no need to. There's no need to lay it on Philly. We all know what they got going on. So, uh, surprisingly enough, to some of you, in the seventh place, I got the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, obviously, Columbus made a huge splash this off season by signing Johnny Gaudreau in the eleventh hour. You know, he Gaudreau was talking to New Jersey on the opening day of free agency. Four o'clock rolls around, and Kekalainen reaches out to Gaudreau, and then he makes a decision on the spot and decides to go there. And then once he did that, Patrick Laine signed the long-term deal, showed that he wanted to stay. He's kind of been a guy who's been hot and cold, and he's has you know he's got his critics as well. So Columbus. Columbus had it coming to them. I mean, they've had a long list of people who have left that city. Um, and it's sad to see. I can't imagine if I was a Columbus fan just watching all these people walk out the door between Bobrovsky, Panarin, Seth Jones, 
you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, so I was happy for them to see that. I actually wasn't happy for them at all, being honest. But um, but they signed Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, I am a big fan of Zach Wierenski. I think uh, he reminds me of a Devils, an old Devils defenseman, to be honest with you. He's a guy that is solid in every part of the uh, of the ice. He has a, a good two-way game. Um, and obviously he's now the captain of the team. And I think they made some, they made a, I like their draft pick. They got a uh, David Jiracek, who is a mobile puck moving defenseman from Slovakia. And uh, he's got some size. I like, I like that pick. They also have uh, Kent Johnson in their pipeline, who, if you guys watch the world juniors or um, Michigan play, he is, he's a superstar in the making, really fun kid to watch, tries all kinds of trickery, and he's a guy that is going to be a household name uh, in the upcoming years. So at the end of the day, I've got Columbus with 82 points. Now, Vegas has them with 80.5, so I have them with a point and a half more than Las Vegas, which I was surprised it was so close, and they would come in seventh place in the Metro. In sixth place in the Metro, with 88 points, I have the Washington Capitals. Now, the Washington Capitals, they obviously cleaned house in the crease, and uh, they moved on from Vanacek. They ended up bringing in Darcy Kemper, who... To me, is still he's an average goalie in my opinion. Um, but the problem with Washington is they have too many injuries. They have Carl Haglin, they have Backstrom, who could be done for the entire season, and they have Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson, as much as we hate him, Tom Wilson is a pretty productive player and does make a difference when he's on the ice. Now Washington obviously is getting a little long in the tooth, so. T.J. Oshie is going to be 36 by the time this season's over. Backstrom's going to be 35, and Ovechkin's going to be 37. Um, their window is closing, and I think that if these younger teams like Columbus or New Jersey or the Rangers are starting to maybe the tide is starting to change a little bit, and you're going to see some of these younger teams take a, take a step forward, and in my opinion, this is a year where I think the Devils are going to make that next move to be able to get past teams like Washington, who has had their number for a while now. So, Vegas has Washington at 95 points, and I got them at 88, so that's minus 7. So that's a, that's a pretty big swing. Vegas is much higher on Washington than I am. Now, obviously, I think with Washington's prior success that Vegas plays that into their hands and uh, people like betting on Alexander Ovechkin as they should. Um, but I think this might be a year without the help of Backstrom. He might have a little, uh, it's not going to slow him down at all, but I think that team is going to, is going to hurt a little bit and they might slide down the standings a little bit in the Metro. At number five, I have, the New York Islanders. I got the Islanders with 90 total points for the end of the season. 
and Vegas has them with 93.5. So I have them three and a half points lower than Las Vegas. I they're, The Islanders are not as bad as they were last year. They kind of got the shit end of the stick by having to play, you know, what whatever it was, 15 games on the road before their new UBS uh, arena opened. I think that the Islanders are are good, actually. I think Sorokin is going to have a breakout season. He's going to be a guy that is looked at as a top five goalie in the league. I think that's definitely possible. I love what they have on their back end. You know, they signed Noah Dobson. They signed uh, Romanov. These guys are the future on the back end of the team. They still have Pollock and Pellick. They also are extremely strong down the middle. They have Brock Nelson, Matt Barzell, JGP, and Sezikis. So I I really like uh, the way that they're set up. You know, they're they're a team that likes to keep uh, the scoring low and keep games tight. And they have the goaltending, and they have the defense, and they have the strength down the middle of the ice to make all that happen. I I'm uh, I'm curious to see what happens. I mean. I wasn't a fan of them moving Barry Trotz. I, I thought that that was a little premature, but um, I'm curious to see how the team plays for their new coach and what happens with the Isles. So I, I like the Isles um, not to make the playoffs, but to make a jump from last year and to be in the mix of things down the stretch. Now, number four, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, the Penguins have made the playoffs for the last 16 seasons in a row, which is insane. That reminds me of, like, the old Detroit Red Wings. Um, They decided you have Sidney Crosby, you have Malkin. We know that they're getting up there in age. But when you have talent of that caliber, you don't just give up on them and you don't rebuild while they still want to play and they still want to be in Pittsburgh. So they went out and... uh, they went after, They got uh, Chris Letang signed to a six-year deal. He's 35 now. I mean, I think that that's not going to age very well. I didn't see why it was necessary to sign him to such a long deal. They signed Malkin to a four-year deal. He's 36. Crosby's 35 years old. They signed uh, Brian Russ, who I like as a player, but they signed him to a six-year deal. He's going to be 36 when that's over. They paid him $30 million. Um while I get it, you want to have you know you want to have these vets locked up and you're keeping the team together. I think that once this starts to fall apart, it's going to be a really slippery slope. So I think between Pittsburgh and Washington, you're going to have two teams that are going to have complete rebuilds. And I mean, Washington's or uh, Pittsburgh's going to be stuck with these contracts that are going to be impossible to move. Um, they're a team that I wonder. If it doesn't work, it could be really bad. But as of now, I mean, you've seen Sidney Crosby still has game. Latang still is a great defenseman. Uh, Malkin tends to spend a lot of time uh, injured in the last couple of years, but they went and got Jeff Petrie. Uh, I like what Pittsburgh has, and I'm not uh, willing to bet against Malkin and Crosby and Latang at this point. So... I got uh, Pittsburgh finishing the season with 93 points, which is nine less than what Vegas has them at at 102. 
I think they're going to give up a couple games. I think there could be injuries. I think the age and the physicality that that team plays with could catch up with them at some point. Now, number three. This is interesting because we're talking about the New Jersey Devils. I know. Now, this is a huge... This is a huge jump. So the Devils finished the season last year with 63 or 64 points, I think it was, and I got them finishing this year with 93 points. Now, they had Vegas has them at 90.5, so I have them with two and a half more points than what Vegas expects. Uh, the over, obviously, is probably not a very popular bet in Las Vegas, being that the Devils have not had any success recently. But I think bringing in Andrew Brunette and a healthy year of Dougie Hamilton, a healthy year of Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer is taking huge strides. We uh, we made a we traded Ty Smith and we brought in Marino. We have some goaltending. Mackenzie Blackwood hopefully turns um, back to the the player that we know he could be. We've talked about the Devils over and over. I think that the Devils are going to make a big stride. What's, they're going to get off to a hot start, and uh, like I've said in previous podcast, it's really going to come down to March. Um, I think they could have a very, very tough time in March. They could go like five and eleven March and give up their their st- where they were in the standings, um, and then you're you're going to see what kind of fight and what kind of will and character that the team has. I'm hoping that a guy like Palat will kind of break up those long seven, eight game losing streaks that the team has dealt with over the past few years that you go on a streak like that. And let's be real, you're you're never making the playoffs after you go through something like that. So I'm excited to see uh, the team this year and to see what happens if they can get off to a hot start, win some games, be high in the Metro going, you know, into the new year and have their health. If that could create that confidence and these kids can take that next next step to be a playoff team. So I like New Jersey to make the playoffs in third. In second place, I have the New York Rangers. So I have the Rangers at 102 points. Vegas likes them at 99.5. So I have them with two and a half more points than Las Vegas predicts. The, the Rangers made some uh, some interesting moves this year. They lost Strom, which I think is kind of flown under the radar. I think he's actually does some little things better than people give him credit for. Uh, Andrew Kopp, it was uh, the Rangers gave up a first round pick for Kopp, and they let him walk in free agency. He was great. He had like 18 points in 16 games. He was physical. He was a guy that if I was the Rangers, I would have tried to have kept. Uh, Georgiev obviously is gone. They, he's in Colorado now, and they have uh, Halak. Halak's 37 years old. He's a journeyman. He's been around. I mean, you really have to count on Igor Shosturkin, who is probably the best goaltender in the world right now. You have to plan on him staying healthy because if he goes down, and you could say this about a bunch of teams that have franchise goalies, but if he goes down, you're going to be dealing with Halak, and that is going to be very tough. Um, they went out and they signed Vinny Trocek, who I like Vinny Trocek, but they signed him to a seven-year, $40 million deal 
The guy's 29 years old. I don't see how that fits in with their core group. Um, I really like Keandre Miller. He, I love, I love his game. I think he's somebody good. I thought that the Jacob Truba captaincy was a strange pick uh, when you had Kreider there, and you know, a couple years ago they tried to move Kreider, they couldn't do it, so they signed him to a long-term deal. Well, that was kind of, that was kind of weird. And now Kreider comes out, has the best season of his career, and then you give the captaincy to Jacob Truba, who. I mean, he's gotten some flack for not having a very favorable contract. So there's been some weird moves uh, with the Rangers, but I still think that they have the talent and the youth, and they have, you know, they have the goaltending. Uh, they have some. They have Adam Fox. They have Keandre Miller. They have players on their back end. They're they're kind of loaded. So I like them to to walk away in the second spot, and then at number one, I have the Carolina Hurricanes. And now this is the biggest jump. I really like Carolina this year. I think they've made some great moves. And I think that this is going to be a team that's going to contend for the cup. So I have Carolina at 115 points. And that's 13 more points than what Vegas has them at. I mean, they're good in every facet of the game. So last year, Carolina had 2.44 goals against, which was number one in the NHL. They had the number one penalty kill in the NHL at 88%. They were ninth in the league in scoring. They're loaded up front with young talent between Sebastian Ajo, Svechnikov, Tara Vinen, Seth Jarvis, Kokteniemi, uh, Natchez. They have a great young core. They moved Tony D'Angelo out, who could have been a headache, or they have a really good thing going. He was kind of a variable. He was going to be looking for another, he was going to be looking for a big contract. They moved him out. Um, they did lose Nino Niederreier, who I really do like, and they lost Vinny Trocek as well, but they went out, they got Brent Burns. He had 10 goals, uh, 44 assists, 54 points last year, which was more than Tony D'Angelo. And you're going to have Burns playing on a pairing with Jacob Slavin. And I think that that is going to be pretty solid. I mean, those are, you know, he's a veteran guy who's going to come in and, he can move the puck. He loves to shoot. He had one, like one of the most amount of shots taken by a defenseman in the league last year. And then they went out and they, they there was a cap dump from Las Vegas and they take in Max Pacioretty. And I know he's not going to play at the beginning of the season, but Pacioretty is a guy who's been around, another veteran, a guy that wants to win a cup. And I think he's a pure goal scorer. I mean, he scored 30 goals six times so this is a guy that knows how to put the puck in the net he's not going to be relied on as to be the the captain of the team or if he doesn't have a good game or if he's not making noise in the locker room and getting the guys amped and the team is going to fall apart he's just going to be another spoke on the wheel and I think they're set up to make a serious move this year I mean I love Rob Brindamore as a coach that team plays hard that team plays hard every night and I, I really I'm curious to see what they can do um, down the stretch. So the final rankings, I got the Hurricanes at 115 points. I got in second place, the New York Rangers. Third place, the New Jersey Devils. Fourth place, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fifth place, the New York Islanders. Sixth place, the Washington Capitals. Seventh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. And eighth, the dumpster fire, Philadelphia Flyers. So 
we got a lot going on. We have rookies report to camp this week, so we're going to see the rookie tournaments going on. So you're going to get some footage of these kids skating and see what they look like, how they're coming into camp, what size they are. And then next week, everybody reports to camp and camp opens. And then next thing you know, we have preseason hockey going on. So there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next upcoming weeks. So after rookie camp, uh, I'll probably release an episode and we'll, ha- we'll also talk about the Atlantic Division and we'll get an idea as to how the Eastern Conference shakes out and we'll compare the Atlantic to the Metro and we'll see who, where, who falls into those wild card spots. So we got a lot of good stuff going on. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Please hit subscribe, leave comments, give me some feedback, let me know what you're thinking and I will talk to you soon. Bill Botch from The Trap. I'm out.
flesh on the lines Words and weapons, sharpen the knives Makes you wonder how the other half died 